Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the book of Job. Job said, Today also my complaint is bitter. His hand is heavy despite my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his dwelling. I would lay my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would learn what he would answer me and understand what he would say to me. Would he contend with me in the greatness of his power? No, but he would give, me, give heed to me. There, an upright person could reason with him, and I should be acquitted forever by my judge. If I go forward, he is not there, or backward, I cannot perceive him. On the left he hides, and I cannot behold him. I turn to the right, but I cannot see him. God has made my heart faint. The Almighty has terrified me. If only I could vanish in darkness, and thick darkness would cover my face. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And before him, no creature is hidden, but all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one to whom we must render an account. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The word of the Lord. Our gospel hymn is 574. We'll sing the first two verses prior to the reading of the gospel, verses three and four after. Please stand and join in singing hymn 574.
In the spring of 2012, my mother realized the worst thing that she feared in life. Like her older sister, she too had Alzheimer's. But my mother was never one to face adversity head on. As was typical of the Swan family's style of dealing, it wasn't talked about. And the beauty of Alzheimer's for many is that they simply don't realize they are impaired. And so for the last 10 years, my mother has lived in this world of delusion, where if you ask her how she's doing, she will tell you everything is perfectly fine. Those aides that are with her are her friends, and they help drive her around because she doesn't drive anymore. And as long as she can keep up with the delusion that she is perfectly normal, and her mantra, which is from six years ago, I've lost my husband, not my mind, and we all play into her delusion, then she is perfectly happy and has a sense that she still has full control of her life. And yet, despite the delusion, despite all we do to help her believe that she is well, she is still cognizant on the edges that something is terribly wrong. And she'll fight up against anything that may even hint that she has a problem with her memory. When I think about how my mother has dealt with her Alzheimer's, I realize it relates to many of us here in this room in terms of how we deal and understand our salvation and our relationship with God. Because like my mother convincing herself that she needs no help and that she is perfectly fine, we live our lives convinced that we are in control of our destiny, that through our merits, our good works, by taking on the right jobs, by appearing in just the right way, we somehow have managed to seal the deal in terms of salvation and control in terms of this life. And I would like to argue this morning not that I want to hear back from you on this, but I'll argue it anyway, <laughs> that much of the, many of the issues and the conflict of these last two years in, the, in terms of how we have dealt with the pandemic in this country comes down to just this very fact. That because of our resources, because of our ability to be self-reliant, and the belief that we need no help from anybody. We have struggled with the virus because what it tells us day in and day out is that we're really not in control. Just as the great Philistine Goliath believed that with his armor and his height and his might, he was invincible only to be felled by a small, young shepherd boy with a slingshot. We have felt that reality when it comes to the pandemic and reminded day to day that we are not invincible and that we are mere mortals. In this morning's gospel, we see that parallel playing through. It, the words this morning were hard for most of us to hear because it seems to set up this weird dichotomy that wealth is bad and evil and poverty is blessed. But if we look at that story in its full context, 
what we see is that it has very little to do with our resources being bad or good, but our ability to be totally dependent and put our trust totally in God and understand that righteousness, salvation are not possible on our end without the grace, the love, and the compassion, and the sacrifice of Christ. This is what he was getting across to the rich young man, who did a wonderful job of taking care of those things that he had control over. But when it came to being dependent on God, to recognizing that all of those safety nets that his wealth gave them did not give him security and salvation, he went away sadly. And we even hear the words of the disciples at this point, hearing this and saying, how is it possible to gain salvation? And Jesus saying, for mortals it is impossible, but for God all things are possible. Because through the grace and the mercy of God, he is willing to forgive our own pride and to meet us with love wherever our lowest safety net may be. But our gospel tells us, let us make no mistake. It is not we who have control of our salvation, but it is freely given to us through the grace and the love of God through Christ. Growing up, I often heard the statement, there are no atheists in foxholes. With today's gospel, there's a great amount of truth behind that. For when we find ourselves in the foxholes of life, being bombarded from all sides, unsure of our very survival, when all of our resources and those that we grab onto for safety and security are taken away from us, it is then and only then that our cry becomes that as the psalmist, my God, my God, why have, we, have you forsaken me? And it is in that very state of desperation that we are finally able to let go of all of those false nets that we hold onto and spread and allow ourselves the full surrender into the loving hands and care of God the Father. Today's gospel is a wake-up call to all of us, a reminder that it is God who is in control and not we ourselves. And it is only by openly accepting graciously appreciating the mercy and the compassion of Christ for the cross and allowing God to save us and not we ourselves, that we find life, salvation, and entrance into the kingdom. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, through God from through God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things are made. For us and our salvation, he came down from heaven. 
We acknowledge the baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look at the resurrection of death and the life of the world to come. Amen. In peace, we pray to you, Lord God, for all the people in their daily life and work, for our families, friends, and neighbors. For this community, the nation, and the world. For all work, justice, freedom, and peace. For the just and proper use of your creation. For the victims of hunger, fear, injustice, and oppression. For all who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble. Friendless and the needy. For the peace and unity of the Church of God, for all who proclaim the gospel and all who seek the truth. For Michael, our presiding bishop, and Nicholas, our bishop, and for all bishops and other ministers, for all who serve God in his church. For the special needs and concerns of this congregation. We pray for Aeneas and Michael Sahagan McCabe, who were joined in marriage at St. Peter's on Saturday, October 9th. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray especially for Robert and Sheila Mankey, Bruce Martin, and Jennifer Morin. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for all priests that they may be constant in faith and zealous in witness. Hear us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. This morning we pray and give thanks for those who will be married here at St. Peter's, for Trevor and Taylor, Rebecca and Norm, for Jillian and Kevin, for those to be baptized, for Quinn, Leiterman Long, and Tori. We will exalt you, O God, our King, and praise your name forever and ever. We pray for all who have died, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. This morning we pray especially for David Brown, whose funeral was yesterday. We also pray for all who have died during this time of pandemic. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them. Put their trust in you. Before I lead into the confession, as this weekend is properly known as Columbus Day weekend, it is also becoming known as Indigenous Peoples Day. And so, in light of that desire, we also pray for all the Indigenous people of this nation as they continue to overcome the results of the discovery of this world by the European nations. And as we as a country grapple with what does reparation and reconciliation look like. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. God have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen. Please stand.
peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. And please be seated. Uh, just a reminder for those who are uh, visiting or have come to St. Peter's for the first time since the pandemic began, um, just a slight difference in how we uh, administer the Holy Eucharist. We do it in a station at the crossing uh, the, I will have the bread, and um, Patty will have the wine. Our um, pattern, now that we have the choir here, will be to receive the bread at the center, and then go towards the left to receive the wine, and then go down the side aisle and back to your seat. Wine is offered for those who wish to receive it, but not by receiving by sipping, but we ask that you please be also known as 